0: To me. This is a new dimension in sound from Cavalier Basketball. LeBron watching with seven, with six, with five. Who else but LeBron? LeBron to the circle on loads. Got it! I think he preferred King to Indians baseball. Swung
1: in and belted. To deep left! Away
0: back. Goal! To Brown's football. Back in the pocket. Steps up, goes into the end zone a high. Balin Edwards up got it.
1: Touchdown! This is the Waiting for Next Year podcast. Hello Cleveland, uh, this is the WaitingForNextYear.com podcast, Uh, your host this time around, again, uh, Scott Sargent. Uh, With me helping out this week is uh, Scene, Cleveland Scene Magazine's own Vince Gorg. Vince, say hello. Hello. Uh, We will uh, start off the cycle first, and then we'll hit up the main event and talk some Browns. But first, let's hit the cycle. Going for the cycle. Uh, first up, we will uh, talk about the Indians really quick. Uh, not too much going on now that we are on uh, a little extended break. I, we've been giving you some Arizona Fall League coverage. Uh, Bo Mills and Wes Hodges have both turned it up a notch from the batter's box. Uh, I would still like to see some better uh, production out of the pitching, but as the innings rack up, uh, hopefully Chuck Lofgren's sky-high ERA North uh, about 47 would, uh, will come back down a little bit. And maybe we can see some action from players like Tony Sip. Um, you know, as I mentioned, uh, Hodges and Mills are doing well, uh, Rodriguez in the infield, uh, his batting average is uh, less than desired, and hopefully players like Stephen Head can make up for that. On the professional front, uh, Travis Hafner has undergone surgery on his shoulder, Dr. James Andrews, the, the dreaded name uh, in sports, usually related to Tommy John surgery, uh, worked 45 minutes on Hafner, and the uh in, in what is being called a debridement or a cleaning of sorts. And uh, the team is saying that Hafner should be ready to go by uh, April 6th against Texas uh, to uh, take away for the the uh, Cavaliers. Let's send it to Vince. Waiting
0: for nextyear.com.com uh, Cavs played another preseason game against the Celtics last night, or two nights ago, if you're hearing this tomorrow. And uh, despite the loss, uh, some good things come out of Pittsburgh uh, with the – Main exception of Moondog wearing the Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. Um, Windhorst had a couple of good columns today, one on ESPN.com, on the Daily Dine, talking about how excited he is and how how LeBron, despite the few changes that were made, just being excited about Mo Williams being in town. And uh, on his blog on the Plain Dealer website, um, he had a couple of good points. One that Jawad Williams has been impressing him a lot, and also that uh, Hickson continues to motor, which is something that Mo Williams mentioned to me a couple weeks ago, that you know he, he might not be refined and he might not score a lot of points, but he motors and he boxes out and he, uh, he gets rebounds. And that's exactly the kind of thing that Mike Brown appreciates a lot. Uh, other big news is that the Atlantic Yards in New Jersey will not be ready until 2011, which will uh, maybe put a damper on New Jersey's hopes to uh, LeBron to pair up with Jays either. Uh, that's about it. Waiting for next year. Dot com.
1: Dot com. I want to uh, discuss real some real quick on the Ohio State Buckeyes. If you noticed, over the last uh, couple of days, we haven't really had too much Buckeye talk, and I'm not sure if it's uh, a, a coupling of the the poor play that has still resulted in wins or just the, the fact that we're just awaiting the, the game against Penn State. But um, Douglas Maris from cleveland.com had some interesting numbers today. Um, uh, Todd Beckman, the uh, the former starting quarterback and uh, still team captain, last season attempted uh, just south of two or 300 passes, and he was only sacked 13 times. Um, now with Terrell Pryor uh, having the legs to actually escape uh, his, his his would-be tacklers, has only attempted 41 passes and has been sacked 10 times, just three shy of what uh, Beckman was sacked last year. Uh, this is a pretty astounding number for a player who is, is supposed to have escapability and that has, it had looked like he was a passer as well, uh, those touchdown passes early on that has somehow uh, disappeared against games against Wisconsin and Purdue. Uh, there's been some rumblings that Todd Beckman may see some more snaps uh, in the in the game against Michigan State, and it may not be a bad idea to force teams to uh, uh, get back on, on, on pass coverage. Um. As you can see against uh, Purdue, all they had to do was focus on stopping the run, and they did just that, uh, with the only touchdown being from Malcolm Jenkins um, or from uh, the special teams aided by Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, this is it's an interesting game, and it shouldn't be overlooked. As, as we've mentioned, uh, we can't get in the, uh, the frame of mind to look ahead to, to Penn State with uh, Michigan State providing uh, quite an opposition. Um, but uh, the rest is yet to be seen. And with that, let's take it to the main event. Now, and now, the main event. All right, with me, as I mentioned, uh, Vince Gregoric from uh, Cleveland Scene Magazine, as well as uh, the sporting blog's first cuts. And, and Vince, uh, obviously, with uh, this Monday's game being one of the, the the more popular games, not only for Browns fans, but in the NFL, I guess uh, first take, uh, obviously you're, you're probably just as surprised as anyone else. But did anything else stick out in your minds in this game?
0: Uh, the main things that were mentioned over the, fat, the past few days are were really the keys, and that Ched seemed to break up in the offensive playbook a little more, getting Harrison and Wright involved more. Not to mention going to Dinkins and Hayden as well as putting Josh Cribbs in the backfield in the Wildcat formation. I think that was all key to you know getting Anderson settled, in addition to him hooking up with Edwards early in the game for that forty-nine yard uh, run down the side. Um, and the turnover, it's something that I, I mentioned last week um, in, the, in the Waiting for Next Year blog, that they really had to win the turnover, war because it's kind of easy to win when you don't turn the ball over. And the Giants had been second best in the league with only two turnovers, one interception and one fumble. And those three interceptions were really key to the Browns not only keeping um, time of possession in their favor, but also keeping the Giants from scoring points, you know.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, it was. It looked like a totally different team, and I guess that might lead me to the next question. Is what we saw Monday more of a mirage, or is it something that, you know, is it the talk that maybe Derek Anderson wasn't 100% in these first couple of weeks? Uh, maybe we didn't have the offense we wanted to because we are planning on having a, someone like Dante Stallworth on the other side, and we finally had him. And, and while Steve Hyden isn't Kellen Winslow, he did you know, a, a pretty pretty good job uh, making up for lost ground there. So is this a team that we can look forward to seeing again next week as we head to Washington, or do you think there's going to be more of a chance that we're going to revert back to what we were against uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore?
0: I don't think it will be a total regression, but I think it's going to be hard, and, and this is going to fall on Romeo, to get the team mentally uh where they needed to be to play that game. You know, as Edward said, it was Monday night, the first one in five years, against an undefeated team when the Browns were kind of in a dire situation. Lose one more, and you can basically write off the season. How um, would play on Sunday is going to show me a lot about how Romeo can either motivate or not motivate this team. It scared me, the quotes coming out of there, I think it was yesterday, where he said, I don't know how we're going to practice, and I don't know how we're going to come out. um I think it's his job to make sure they come out exactly how they did on Monday night. Um, I think Chad will, you know, keep the playbook wide open. And I think, I mean, Tucker played amazing in his first action this year. Stallworth only had a couple catches, but didn't get that many thrown to him. Um, I think the offense should settle in more. And the defense seems to be turning the corner a little bit.
1: And regarding that defense, uh, we mentioned earlier today that Jason Campbell has yet to throw an interception, which is which is pretty incredible given the the level of competition that they've played uh, thus far in the season. Yeah, and he, Washington's also tied for second best in the league right now with only four turnovers. Right, um, and I guess it's you know testament to that is when you have someone like Chris Cooley, uh, you know, receiving the short passes, and and you, we've seen a, a, a sudden drop off of sorts again to like a player like Santana Moss, who is their number one receiver, but he's been relatively quiet over the last few weeks. So maybe they're not. Being as aggressive as they would be normally, any chance that the Browns can step up their defense again and force Campbell to make, you know, more aggressive plays that could, in fact, be be turned against them like it was against Eli Manning.
0: I would hope so. I mean. It- uh, especially in the interceptions um, in Monday night's game, it, it was when Eli had pressure and when he didn't know what was going on and when the when the coverage confused him a little bit. I, I think Mel Tucker's got to do a good job of mixing up those blitzes. And even if we don't get the interceptions, you know, a, at least if we can knock the balls down and keep them off, keep our defense off the field, I think that'll be the most important thing as well as stopping the run game, which. Was obviously a problem, even though the Giants went away from it at Monday night. Aaron Jacobs was going six, seven yards at a time. Problem.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, I hate to, you know, I think Clinton Portis is easily going to be our biggest, uh, biggest answer in this game. And I, I'm i not exactly too frightened by the potential signing of someone like Sean Alexander. Um, you know, I, I don't even know if he's tried on football shoes in the last, you know, six months, but, uh, I guess uh, uh, more of a, a way to wrap up last question of sorts. Um, the Kellen Winslow front with the uh, illness that is not being regarded as an infection um, that has had Internet rumors from sites Lake Pro Football Talk, which we reported last week. Uh, he is out of the hospital, and Romeo Cornell is saying he's questionable for this week. Uh, do you think that's more coach speak, trying to get Washington to prepare for the possibility of Winslow returning, or do you think there is actually a chance that he is a lot better than uh, I believe and that he will make a return this week? I think he will play. I don't know. uh, Something going on in that area. I'm
0: sure you, as I, when I read it, uh, shivers down the back for sure. A little nausea. Um, Almost threw up, but didn't. I I think he's going to play. I mean, I, I think it's just a case of Romeo obviously not wanting to say anything. And Winslow's played through so much stuff in the past that I believe if he can get a cup on, I think he'll play.
1: Uh, and then I guess final question just to uh, wrap up the in whole in a couple weeks ago We had a poll uh, for the the Browns total wins and uh, the, the the leading uh, vote getting uh, slot was four to six for the season after Beating the Giants on Monday night and now having two wins Do you think it's possible that this team can win more than six games between now and the end of the year?
0: I mean I do, don't do you I mean looking at the schedule
1: yeah, I mean, um, if you, you, the thing is you have to take certain games. I mean, before the season, I had Buffalo pegged as one of those games that I thought we could take, and now they're looking pretty good. Um, you know, there's, I, I think we could take Houston. Um, I really think that when we play Baltimore in Baltimore, we could take them. I think that was a total fluke. I think Joe Flacco is more than exposed um we just couldn't stop the run. He's done nothing that impresses me thus far, I think, once we, you know, once the defense is back in shape and we can we can lean more on stopping Willis McGahey and Laurent McLean, that we could take that one. Um I just, you know, I, I have a tough time thinking that we'll be able to take Pittsburgh again given the way they've been playing. Uh I um this this Washington game is going to be very telling for how we can play someone like Cincinnati uh, or um sorry, Philadelphia later in the year. Uh, I, I think eight and eight is still a uh, very uh, liberal uh, guess as of right now. I think it'll be very tough for this team to win eight games given what's left. But I, I do hope that we're more in the in the seven to eight range than we are the five to six. I don't know I if agree. Any, I mean, games, any games on your mind that are pegged as surefire wins, but um, you know I've had you know I've, the Baltimore at home was one of them that I had pegged as a win when the season first started, and that didn't uh, that didn't fall in our lap the way I planned it to. I think the that's two games, not
0: just washington um will tell a lot whether they end up in that five to six range or perhaps seven to eight. They gotta win one of the two on the road. um I think it's better for the team if they win the Washington game coming off the momentum of Monday night um whether they lose the Jacksonville game or not
1: right but and then, the was, like, and Washington losing to St Louis that obviously shows that they're not as uh as as good of a team as they they looked when they when they beat Philadelphia and Dallas in back to back games. No, and and everyone can write off the Browns as
0: just playing hyped up for Monday night and the Giants maybe looking ahead and being due for a road loss after winning 11 straight, but they'd show that they can be, if not the best, maybe one of the top five teams in the NFL. Um, That gives me hope that, you know, Philly, Indy, Jacksonville, Washington, that we're going to win one or two of those games.
1: I sure hope so. Um, I... It's tough. It's it's, a, it's an emotional roller coaster sometimes with this team. And you you we come into the season, you know, being pretty happy with the way things are looking, and then you you start off 0 and 3, and you start to think, whoa, you know, what happened here? But um, you know, I hope that as you said, as we win, you know, hopefully at least one of these next two games, and then set up for the rest of the season, then things will come out pretty well. I don't know if you have any uh, any closing remarks or anything that we didn't talk about that you just want to mention really quick. Well, going back to something you said
0: uh, about us stopping the run, I think a lot of that depends on uh, Sean Smith coming back uh, against
1: Jacksonville and how he plays yeah. there. It's, it. it's 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 so it's amazing on how one player can make that big of a difference. I mean, I think we saw it like this past week with Tucker finally being able to come back from his hip injury. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to realize how much you miss, you know, a certain player in a certain part of an offense until, or defense, for that matter, until you see what they can do and what they actually mean in stopping someone like Justin Tuck, you know, for an entire game. Um, I I didn't, I didn't see any pictures of Anderson after the game, but I don't even think he was dirty. Uh, you probably wouldn't have even asked him after the game. And he said he got yeah, brushed he a couple done. times. Yeah, he was, said he got brushed, yeah. I said. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And um, compared to what happened to him the first time when they played the Giants, it's, that's, that's, I think that speaks volumes. That's true, and I don't even know if we've had our full complement on defense this year.
0: You know, Sean Jones, Rodney Poole, and our line all healthy at the same time, and I think that'll be something that maybe over the next three or four weeks we can do, I mean, with the exception of Robert Smith.
1: I agree. And I think that about wraps it up for uh, this week's podcast. Again, I'd like to thank uh, Vince Gregoric from Cleveland Scene Magazine, as well as the sporting blog's First Cuts. Make sure to check his stuff out at both locations. And, as always, Bob Schmidt from uh for putting this all together for us. Um, Vince, if you if you have any closing thoughts, then uh, let us know. If not, uh, I, we can uh, wrap it up for the week. Anything? No, I'm good. Thanks. All right. Excellent. Thank you all for listening to the WaitingForNextYear.com podcast, and we will check you all next week. Thanks. <laughs>
0: Strike three, call ball
1: game. This has been the WaitingForNextYear.com
0: podcast. For complete coverage of the Browns, Indians, Cavaliers, and all your Cleveland teams, log on to WaitingForNextYear.com.
1: Contact us on the internet. Thank you, and good day.